0: Well, hello, and welcome back to another episode of Bible Prophecy for today. My name is Heather, and uh, welcome to the program. This is where I give you news and views from a West a biblical point of view when you're not going to find in your mainstream media. Yes, folks, there's headlines out there today. There's quite a few headlines out there today, but you know what I want to do tonight? I don't want to do headlines tonight. I want to do a Bible study. Um, Just suddenly... You know, I thought, you know, let's let's do a Bible study. Antichrist, false prophets. You know, it's been in my mind. I'm a huge, um, huge type of person that wants to call out the truth, call out false prophets, call out these things. And people are like, you can't say those things. You can't touch God's anointed. These people aren't God's anointed. These people are false prophets leading people to hell. So (laughs) the Apostle Paul did it. Um, He called them out. Jesus tells us to call them out. We'll talk a little bit about that tonight. Um. I hope you guys will join me. Um this is gonna be a study in first John. First and second John. And um two things happened to happened earlier. So I opened up my Bible and I opened it to Zephaniah. And uh you know, I have to tell you, I'm not real familiar with Zephaniah, um, I'm afraid to say. And um so I read through it earlier and I said, Wow, you know, that kinda kinda depicts our time right now. Like, you know, our the United States is what it reminds me of. Our what we're in a free fall of just a cesspool of sin and i was like oh and uh, so i came into my office to my studio here and i grabbed another bible my large print bible and i said well, just i'll just read um out of first john out of this bible because i can see it a little better you know and so i opened it up and then boom what did it land on zephaniah chapter three again i'm like well we're going to incorporate zephaniah chapter three into this bible study so I hope you guys um, will stick around. I'm not going to, it's not an in-depth Bible study or, you know, anything like that. Um, I just kind of wanted, this was on my heart. And uh, I just kind of wanted to go on and read these passages to you guys. Maybe have a little bit of commentary on it. One thing I do uh, want you guys to do, um, if you haven't already, um, you know, if you haven't gone, if you're not on YouTube, go check out Spencer Smith. Um, He did a video of the Asbury, um, this, the revival um, this um, so-called uh, revival going on over there and he gave the good and the bad about it and so his big thing is the music and of course my big thing was women pastors <laughs> that's uh, uh, unbiblical that's not doctrinally sound um, but yes folks the music the music um, when they sing 15 verses they go over and over and over and over that's not worship music you're not worship What does the Bible say about that? Thou shalt not vain repetition, like the heathens do. To me, that's vain repetitions, and uh, we're not heathen. We are Christians, and we worship an Almighty God. And when we sing praises to God, we should be singing praises. We should be singing words of praise and worship, not over and over. You know what I mean kind of puts you into a lull into like a you know and so that was concerning to him it was concerning to me as well now you know he did have a lot of good things so the folks out there um todd uh bentley well, was invited to this you know no he was not don't know he tweeted that how arrogant and foolish of him um but uh and of course the bible I always say when i call somebody a fool like that i had to be very careful because the bible says you got to be careful of fire. you know Whew, you know so i didn't i'm not meaning that in a bad way but that's what he tweeted he said he was, he was not he was not and uh spencer smith said he had actually spoke to the people there at asbury that put this on and he they vehemently denied ever inviting um todd bentley there And others who have said they said the Kenneth Copeland's folks had actually showed up there and they turned them away and told them that they were not welcome there. And I'm like, well, that's good. That's good. So there was good. There was good. You know, he said he was there two hours and he kind of gave his take on it. And um, he he, from his heart. And uh, he's a very, you know, uh, passionate, passionate young man, uh, Brother Spencer. And I do um i do admire him for standing up for the truth he does he tells you the truth uh whether that's what you want to hear it or not and uh you know he's being attacked of course because of that and of course they will the christians are gonna you know anyway you know but he's got a point he's got a, a huge point but he didn't say um that it was bad so where he put them at so you know you've got the nar folks which is terribly bad and then of course he puts them on a spectrum so it wasn't totally bad. I mean, he's not saying that this was, you know, uh, terrible. You know, he kind of puts them closer to um, Pentecostal. So it kind of in between charismatic and Pentecostal is where it was going. But just because of some of the things that they had said, leans towards charismatic. And um, and I'm not saying like, you know, I, I love Brother Spencer. I do. And I am pretty much a fundamental Baptist myself. But I mean, I you know i do believe in, in power of the of praying the word of god i do believe that uh you know god gave us his word and so you know i'm totally it's powerful it's sharper than a two-edged sword and so um, i'm all about you know you know praying the word of god and um and so i'm not totally against charismatic i'm not totally against that but there are some uh folks out there that are whew, way out there on the charismatic spectrum so but um, so I'm not saying that. And I mean, he's not either. But um, if you want to go go watch his video, um, that he did. He did a a, a live stream on it. And of course, it is on his page. And so, um, you know, go out there and showing some love, and um, you know, listen to it and listen to his heart and see, you know, what you guys think. So anyway, I wanted to, to uh, throw that out there because I actually got the watching that a little bit ago and uh, I, I just you know i love brothers and i'm not a king james only person so there's some things i disagree with you know with uh with a uh, brother spencer smith but and by no means um is it a salvational or doctrinal issues or anything like that no it's like on the you know i'm not a king james only person you know fundamental baptists are so i guess technically i'm not a completely fundamental baptist you know i'm more of a non-denominational baptist maybe i kind of in that spectrum um but no i you know i like the nasb and you know my my absolute favorite now you guys are gonna laugh at me but my absolute favorite um is uh the um the new century version the ncv and uh you know people are like that was made for kids and actually it really wasn't the icb was but um when you look at the people um who actually did, it's, it, you know, it's out of print you have to go amazon i mean i guess you could go to amazon but you can go to like um what is that? eBay. You can go to eBay or you know, even Goodwill stores or, you know, whatever. And you can find these, you know, these Bibles. And I really like them because they're uh, very simple and uh, they're very, um, they're very easy to understand. And they're very readable, you know. Um, would I use it for studying? No, not for, not for studying, studying, but just for reading through. Yes, Absolutely. Um, but the folks who did the New King James and the folks that did the NASB versions are the ones that collaborated and kind of actually did that. You can go to gotquestions.org and read all about um, the New Century version if you would like. But anyway, I just like to throw that out there. And most of the time, uh, when I do um, a Bible study like this, I usually use um, the NCV version. But right now, um, I have either given them all away or, you know, I just got them moving and I'm hunting for it and... Lo and behold, I cannot find it. Of course, so we will be using. Let me see. I think it's the in the New King James Version. Nope. Uh, we'll be reading from the NESB, and this is the uh, John MacArthur Study Bible I've got here, and I'm also going to be reading out of the New King James Version. And this little feller over here um, is, is is the Know the Word Study Bible. Know the Word Study Bible, folks. Um, oh, I mean to hit the mic there. Um, if you guys. Or unfamiliar with that whew, you may want to go get that because it's got a lot and lots of great information in there and it's kind of like uh the new king james study bible that i have that's the full color print and i really like that so this one's similar to that has a lot of the same notes and stuff in it it just doesn't have the full color maps and that kind of stuff in it but um anywho so without further ado you guys let's go ahead and jump in and so the one that i'm going to read first is zephaniah Sorry about that. Somebody just uh tried to give me a holler, which is unusual at this time and not where I live. But hey, whatever, you know. <laughs> so anyway, uh, let's jump into Zephaniah chapter three. And I'm gonna go ahead and turn my phone off so uh we won't have any of those issues. Okay, so Zephaniah chapter three, this is the New King James Version. Woe to her who is rebellious and polluted. The oppressing city. She has not obeyed his voice. She has not received correction. She has not trusted in the Lord. She has not drawn near to her God. Her princes in her midst are roaring lions. Her judges are evening wolves that leave not a bone till morning. Her prophets are insolent, treacherous people. Her priests have polluted the sanctuary. They have done violence to the law. The Lord is righteous in her midst he will do no unrighteousness every morning he brings his justice to light he never fails but the unjust knows no shame and i look around the united states today and i was like wow yeah just kind of of course that's not about the united states but i'm just saying when i read that i looked and i was like oh my goodness um so anyway i thought that might be important to uh, to read this evening since it came up twice and i wasn't even looking for it (laughs) so anyway okay so let's talk about this so this is first john and you know john's my favorite anyway first john and uh, we're going to talk about this so chapter two says my little children i am writing these things uh, to you so that you may not sin and if anyone sins we have an advocate which is jesus with the father jesus christ the righteous and he himself is the propitiation for our sins and not only and not for ours only but also for those of the whole world and so um that is second or first john chapter two and so um anyway people always like what is the propitiation what is what does that mean well let's look here and let's see what um uh john MacArthur has to say so he says propitiation folks bear with me this is a little print here okay you guys so it says the word means appeasement or satisfaction the sacrifice of jesus on the cross satisfy the demands of god's holiness for the punishment of sin so jesus appropriated or satisfied god and so uh, you can go and check out hebrews chapter 2 verse 17 or 9 and 15 for a clearer illustration of propitiation and those for the whole world and so it's a generic term he says referring not to every single individual but to mankind in general uh it says christ actually paid the penalty only for those who would repent and believe of course a number of scriptures uh uh, back that up and so anyway i always want to put that out there because people are always like what does that mean what does it mean why did jesus die on the cross what does that mean well now you understand and so anyway Or I hope you do. Anyway, (laughs) so moving right along here. So do not love the world. You hear me say that a lot. And uh, we're in this world, but we're not of this world. And so when you look around nowadays, oh boy, let me tell you. So this is um, chapter two. We're scrolling on down here to chapter two, verse 15. And it says, do not love the world nor the things of the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the father is not in him for all that is in the world the lust of the flesh and the lust of the eyes and the boastful pride of life is not from the father but is from the world and the world is passing away and also its lust but the one who does the will of god lives forever and so you wonder what all this means and if you look down in john MacArthur's notes he says although john often repeats the importance of love and that god is love he also reveals that god hates a certain type of love love of the world and uh, in his text uh, john expresses a particular form um, of the fourth test uh, and that's a test of love because positively the christian loves god and follows christians negatively an absence of love for the world must habitually characterize the love life of those to be considered genuinely born again love here signifies affection and devotion god not the world must have first place in the christian's life and so he goes on to say the world this is not a reference to the physical material world but the invisible spiritual system of evil dominated by satan and all that it offers in opposition to god his word and his people and so you hear me say that a lot the beast system this is the world system which is the beast system and that's what uh kind of backs up here what john uh, uh, john MacArthur is saying he goes either one is a genuine christian marked by love and obedience to god or what is a non-christian rebellion against god in love with and enslaved by the satanically controlled world system and he goes on to say um no middle ground there's no middle ground between these two alternatives exists for someone claiming to be born again. The false teachers had no such singular love, but were devoted to the world's philosophy and wisdom, thereby revealing their love for the world in their unsaved state. And so uh, you hear John MacArthur talk about that. And so that's when the Bible talks about that. So, you know, I, I, I do adore John MacArthur. I'm not a Calvinist. <laughs> John MacArthur is a Calvinist. But you see, you can... Uh, learn from so many different pastors and teachers and uh, we all differ on certain things, you know, everybody you can have a di- but as long as it's not a salvational doctrine issue a theologically doctrine sound issue that pertains to that, then you know, that's okay, because there's people that are mid-trip peer trip whatever, you know, that's fine, you can have, you, can, you know, you can do that but, you know, when it comes down to like salvation and who is God and, you know, the word of God and Aaron you know, you, those things, you know, you need to definitely have it n- nailed down <laughs> so anyway we're gonna move along here so deceptions in the last hour folks there's so much deception in the world there is so much and you see the government saying aliens and aliens and all of this stuff and there's such a huge uh uproar um here lately when like when i was a kid people talked about aliens i said oh, aliens those are people in arkansas drinking the moonshine and you, know, you just kind of laughed at him you're like ha ha, ha whatever But look how prevalent it is now. We have, um, you know, they've got world leaders talking about it, military people talking about it, like all of this stuff is going on. What do you think? It's a huge deception. It is a massive deception. They have got to come up with the reason for the masses of people that will be left behind when the church is raptured out of this world what do you think they're going to say happened to them? aliens took them, you know, mother earth took them. I wrote a fiction series on this. It's called aliens, demons, um, or angels. And uh, the first one was World of Chaos, which is, you know, the rapture of the church as soon as that happens. And then the next one is um, uh, World Peace, which is, you know, the rise of the Antichrist. And then the third book was The Four Horsemen of the Apocalypse. And so I've got a couple more books to write uh, to get that series finished. But if you want to go to Amazon and grab it, my name is Heather O'Daniel. And I check it out. Oh, one of them is on um, Audible. I have one book on Audible in the Sweet Little Lady um that narrates that is fantastic i love her she's supposed to be narrating my second book but she's in the uk and so they have a lot of stuff going on over there like you know i'm not real familiar with but i know there's some crazy stuff happening over there it has been for a while and so mm, hopefully hopefully um she will um we can get back together and get that done anyway keep her in prayer you guys because she's not a believer so anyway so I've been praying for her too so anyway let's go back let's move along and so it says deceptions of the last hour and so it says children it is the last hour now John is writing this this is just weird Christ had just you know send it. this is probably I want to say well don't quote me I wouldn't say like forty eight fifty AD let me see sometimes um oh Mr. MacArthur Johnny Mac dr johnny mack will put that in the um in the timeline and i'm sure he did um but i don't want to waste you know don't want to waste a whole lot of time checking for that oh author and date okay so it says uh the epistle did not identify the author but the strong consistent early okay we all know it's john (laughs) i mean we're all pretty much in agreement that it is john um let's see he says here well let me see ad 95 so they say anywhere between 80 90 and 95 and so um so even back then john even said children it is the last hour and just as you heard that antichrist is coming even now many antichrists have appeared from this we know that it is the last hour to think the apostle john said that way back in 80 90 95 and so if we knew there were antichrist then can you imagine how many more are out now in false prophets and we're waiting on the main course as a christian we will never know who the antichrist is we're not going to be here for that we'll be yanked out of here we'll be gone we will not know who the antichrist is so we're not supposed to be looking for the antichrist we're supposed to be looking for jesus christ not the antichrist <laughs> so don't get caught up in all that craziness right goes on to say uh verse 19 says this is chapter two uh, they went out from us um he goes they went out from us but they were not really of us for if they had been of us they would have remained with us but they went out so that it will be shown that they all are not of us. But you have an anointing from the Holy One, and you all know. I have written to you because you do not know, or because because you do not know the truth, but because you do know it, and because no lie is of the truth. He goes on to say, "Who Who is the liar but the one who denies that Jesus is the Christ? this is the antichrist the one who denies the father and the son whoever denies the son does not have the father the one who confesses the son has the father also as for you let that abide in you which you heard from the beginning in what you heard from the beginning abides in you you also will abide in the son and in the father this is the promise which he himself made to us eternal life that's christ so i want to go back up hang on just say we're gonna go right back up here because guys my eyes are you know if you only knew (laughs) if you only do but i want to read that verse again because i think i completely murdered that verse out of context so let's go back uh, to to verse 20 it says but you have an anointing from the holy one And you all know I have not written to you because you do not know the truth, but because you do know it and because no lie is of the truth. So that's what he was saying. I knew I kind of messed that up. I'm like, that doesn't sound right when I was saying that in my head. (laughs) But anyway, now we know. It says, children of God, now little children abide in him so that when he appears, we may have confidence and not shrink away from him in shame at his coming. That is verse 28. We are to be looking for Jesus Christ. And he goes on to say in verse 29, if you know that he is righteous, you know that everyone also who practices righteousness is born of him. And so um, I think about that a lot. Uh, you know, people are going like, to be looking for Jesus, you know, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Well, right there, it just tells us um, now little children abide in him so that when he appears, we may have confidence and not shrink away from him in shame at his coming. We don't want to be ashamed. No, we want to be um, waiting and watching for him and excited. That's our blessed hope. And so I'm going to move on over here. And so scroll down here to uh, John MacArthur's notes. And it says let me come down here okay so the antichrist so verse 2 uh, chapter 2 verse 18 is this is the first occurrence of the term antichrist it used its usage is found only in john's epistle and here it refers to the coming final world ruler energized by satan who will seek to replace and oppose the true christ and you can check that out in daniel uh, chapters 8 and 11 and 12 in matthew chapter 24 second thessalonians 2 you can read those verses if you'd like or you can also get the notes he says in revelation 13 and 19 but he goes many antichrists have appeared now while the terms this is john MacArthur, so while the terms first occurrence refers to a particular person prophesied in scripture this one is plural and refers to many individuals john uses the plural to identify and characterize the false teachers who were troubling john's congregations because their false doctrine distorted the truth and opposed christ right there folks the term therefore refers to a principle of evil incarnated in men who are hostile and opposed to god and john rides to expose the false teachers the wolves in sheep's clothing who purvey damning lies in the last hour says that the phrase refers to the latter times or last days and he goes i.e the time period between the first and second coming of jesus christ comings of jesus christ and so when you go back through you can see you know the apostle paul john all of them called out false prophets they called out false doctrines false prophets false pastors you have to you have to because if you don't they will come in and they will take all these people and these congregates and these sheep away by their lies and deceptions people will follow them but we have pastors in in, uh, in in pulpits today. They want to call themselves pastors. They're not pastors. They're not. They are wolves standing up there with damnable heresies, King James says. King James Version, damnable heresies. Yes, I said that. <laughs> mm. But guys, I'll tell you what. It's scary when you have other pastors that should be calling out these pastors these heretics they should be but they're not very few you have justin peters i love justin peters ministry go check him out spencer smith he calls them out and um the messed up church uh, it's called hit the bar the messed up church with Stephen paul kozar he calls a oh my goodness they're funny too i love them i love them go watch them because boy howdy they will they they play them the videos in the background you know because you can see the screen of course they call it hit the bar because on youtube you hit the bar you pause the video and so they like from these pastors and i say that lightly quote unquote mouth they didn't call them pastors todd bentley kenneth copeland these are not pastors these are outright heretics uh, blasphemers of god and and so the, they hit the bar and then they, of course they go into town from their own mouths and they show you like this is why so anyway moving right along you guys um but i like to tell you folks about good good people to go and and and, and get you know great teaching from because that's where I that's where i do I, I follow these great uh godly men i thank god for them that i can um glean what they say and learn from them and then you know whatever i you know learn i always want to pass it on to everybody else because you know that's how we roll right that's how we're supposed to anyway and uh you know you got to make disciples of folk you got to do it and that's what we're here for we're not here to get saved and then go hide in a, go hide in our closet or something. You know, we're here to tell folk however you can, however you can. If you can, you know, if you just do the little ABC cars or if you go and whatever you do, if you can just plant the gospel, like those the little gospel tracks, if you just leave those places, whatever, whatever God has called you to do, do it, do it. Go buy those gospel tracks and get the laundromat, whatever. Go, go put them on cars. Whatever God has told you to do, do it because I'm telling you, the Holy Spirit can work through anything i tell you what you plant the seed the holy spirit's the one that waters And we're just out there to tell folks what we do we're not there to convince people to persuade them i think this is what's wrong with churches these days these pastors like how they're trying to persuade people you know come on here just do this little prayer come on here <laughs> come on come on sink come on come on come on down this aisle come on down let's play this all oh, music and all this garbage everybody's all emotional and you know and it's come on down and get this and pray this little prayer you know fire insurance honey fire insurance and then that's what happens you get the Billy Graham's the world. That's what they did, and then these folks are not saved. They're not saved. They're not truly born again Christians. They are not saved. They went down and said a little prayer and went and lived like hell. That doesn't save you. You're not truly born again and saved. If you were truly born again, you would want to devour the word of God. You would want to know everything you possibly. I remember when I first got saved. Whoa, man i was a little boy that's all i wanted to do and then the older i got you know i kind of fallen away but when i came back man that's i had a hunger for the word of god the god and the, the, the bible says if you knew the truth you'll always come back god will always bring you back especially if you have a mamaw and a grandma and a grandpa or your mom and your daddy whatever aunt uncles because whatever praying for you i'm telling you what god will you know he answers prayers he answers prayers and so when you come back you devour the word you hunger for the word of god you want to go and listen to good theologically sound pastors and teachers and all kinds of stuff you want to know as much as you you know what i mean you want to know god you want to you want to spend time in prayer with him you want to spend time with him and uh, he's your best friend jesus sticks closer than a brother he's our best friend he's our king he's our savior you know you want to spend time in prayer with my friend Kay, i know she spends uh she has her bible time and i just absolutely love that she spends she's read through the bible i couldn't tell you how many times uh, you know, I wish I could say that, but I cannot because ADD—it's terrible. And uh, <laughs> but uh, she, you know, she's a great woman of God. I'm, you know, I'm thankful to have her as a prayer warrior on my team. You know, I just, yeah, you know, you—we want to have women, you know, especially us women. We need good, godly women, Christian women that we can, you know, uh, talk to. You always want to have somebody that you can reach out to that's wise and wisdom and the word of god you know they're like this you that's who you want that's who you want to go and glean from and gain wisdom from and ask questions you know and especially if you're having a hard time those are the people you want to bring into your life i got another friend of mine chrissy um she is absolutely a wonderful woman of god and i'm so thankful for her she's uh i would say probably about 14 years younger I mean, we used to be neighbors when we first met and uh, i just love her love her children love her husband and uh you know they're great 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 folks you know when i first met them they weren't in church but i tell you what boy they're in church all the time now and they work in the ministry and they just do fantastic work and so you want good godly especially us women you know there's a great men's bible studies you and they can go and boy they get fed steak right they get the meat of the word and then you have women's Bible studies, and they bring up um, garbage, just like fluffy, fluff crap, you know? And I'm like, that's not feeding me. I don't want to talk about my emotions. What in the, you know, no. We need good, godly women to teach um, great Bible classes. And I'll tell you a few of them during virtue. Um, she is on, um, she's on YouTube. She's fantastic. She came out of the new age. Melissa Deltry is another one on YouTube who came out of the new age. I do believe Alicia Childers. She is fantastic as well. She actually did a video on the um, Asbury thing as well. And there's one more and I, she is slipping. I'm not thinking of her. I can see her face. You know, when you get my age, <laughs> you're like, I can see him. <laughs> I see her, but I can't think of her name but i'll tell you one thing i'll do i'll go to youtube and i'll look up oh melissa here because i think melissa has her listed on her channel um but anyway you want to you know go and get uh good biblically sound um teachers especially women and i i tell you there she is. <laughs> and uh the you know the thing is that that's what you you have to pay attention to and otherwise you're going to get sappy, you know, nothing that's really going to feed you. You know what I mean? You need to be fed. And I'm looking on here to see if she's on here. Um shoot. She's got Elizabeth Childers on there. Um uh, but I'm not seeing the one that I want to uh, you know I know okay. So Justin Peters Ministry he's another great another great one Justin Peters ministry if you haven't watched the video that he did on clouds without with the sermon on clouds without water oh boy that's on the uh, the charismatics charismatic folk and see when they took my YouTube channel down I lost all of the people that I followed otherwise I could have just clicked on there and said here you go you know but well he doesn't have it on there either and I actually learned about her from him um anyway guys i will do some research and then and then pull her up there for you guys as soon as i find her that way you guys will have her as well um but anyway um, us women we really really need uh good bible teachers out there so anyway man you y'all got it made (laughs) i'm sure y'all have great bible teachers that you can learn from um but anywho let's see here let's go on so the spirit of truth and the spirit of error and so this is uh first john chapter three verse 23 he goes on to say this is his commandment that we believe in the name of his son jesus christ and love one another just as he commanded us the one who keeps his commandments abides in him and he in him we know by this or we know by this that he abides in us By the spirit whom he has given us chapter 4 goes on to say beloved do not believe every spirit but test the spirits to see whether they are from god because many false prophets have gone out into the world by this you know the spirit of god every spirit that confesses that jesus christ has come in the flesh is from god and every spirit that does not confess jesus is not from god this is the spirit of the antichrist of which you have heard that it is coming and now it is already in the world you are from god little children have overcome them because greater is he who is in you than he who is in the world they are from the world therefore they speak as from the world and the world listens to them we are from god and he who knows God listens to us he who is not from God does not listen to us by this we know the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. and so folks I tell you what this we're in the world right now and we see them coming after Christians just like they were hatefully going after Spencer Smith because he's telling you the truth and you know the world doesn't want to hear the truth and that's why we you know that's why the world hates us of course we need that and if we go on, and it says here, uh, chapter 4, verse 1, and it says, do not believe every spirit. Uh, and this is where uh, John MacArthur says, the mention of the Holy Spirit in the 324 prompts John to inform his readers that other spirits exist, i.e. demonic spirits, like aliens, like all these other things out there that are, you know, uh, Spencer Smith has talked about it. I mean, you guys should go check that out. He did a really good thing about these. Um, I'm not going to tell you. I'm glad you guys watch it. Anyway, and John MacArthur goes on to say, um uh, he goes i.e demonic experience uh, or demonic spirits who produce false prophets and false teachers to appropriate or to propagate their false doctrine of course you can check that in first titus chapter four verses one and two christians are to have a healthy skepticism regarding any teaching unlike some among john's congregation who are too open-minded to too uh too open-minded to anyone claiming a new teaching regarding the faith christians are to be like the bereans who as students of the word examine the scriptures to determine truth and error that's acts chapter 17 verses 11 and 12 then he goes test the word test is a metal-jurist, metal jurist metal sorry folks uh i'm just a girl from texas <laughs> anyway a term used uh, for a saying metals uh to determine their purity and value so christians must test any teaching with a view to approving or disapproving it so you can see notes in first thessalonians chapter five we'll go there in a minute Uh, rigorously um comparing any teaching to the scripture so the spirits many false prophets he goes by juxtaposing spirits with false prophets john reminds his readers that be the behind human teachers who propagate or propagate false doctrine and error are demons inspired by satan so human false prophets and teachers are the physical expressions of demonic spiritual uh sources and so folks remember that remember when john says you know we don't war against flesh and blood but against principalities and spirits and heavenly see that's where he's talking about but these people since they don't have the holy spirit living in them they can they're gonna be you know taken over like the demons can just tell them these things okay like i'm gonna tell you you're gonna hate me but sarah young jesus calling makes me vomit that is demonic folks that is absolutely demonic can you, and by the hundreds of thousands people go out and buy this book oh look at this how can you read that and not feel like do not get physically ill not get physically ill reading that just how how I don't understand. I don't understand people. Um, you know, you got to test the spirits, test the spirits. And she even said how she wrote it. I just sat there at the mind, and Jesus told me what to write. <laughs> really? <laughs> uh, where is that in the Bible? That's not in the Bible. That's why you won't find that in the Bible. You'll find it under sorcery. And uh, yeah, but uh, you're not going to find it anywhere. So see, that's the problem. That's the problem with uh, this world. They don't know the word of God. They want to go outside the word of god because they think that's better they want something new they want something different they want but they don't want to read the word of god that's the problem got to get in the word of god folks got to do it that's why i always say get in the word of god let the word of god get into you and so there's one other one i do believe here i think yes so this is second john chapter one verse seven and i'm going to bring that up in another bible here because That little teeny tiny print that's oh boy. (laughs) Oh, hit the mic there, Heather. Hit the mic. Sorry about that. Okay, so this is second John chapter one verse seven says beware of antichrist deceivers for many deceivers have gone out into the world who do not confess jesus christ as coming in the flesh this is a deceiver and an antichrist look to yourselves that we do not lose those things we worked for but that we may receive a full reward goes on to say um see whoever transgresses and does not abide in the doctrine of christ does not have god he who abides in the doctrine of christ has both the father and the son if anyone comes to you and does not bring this doctrine do not receive him into your house nor greet him for he who greets him shares in his evil deeds John's farewell says having many things to write to you I do not wish to do so with paper and ink but I hope to come to you and speak face to face that our joy may be full he goes the children of your elect sister greet you amen and so he goes on to say I want to go back to verse nine and it says, whoever transgresses and does not abide in the doctrine of Christ does not have God. He who abides in the doctrine of Christ has both the father and the son. And if anyone comes to you that does not bring this doctrine, do not receive him into your house nor greet him for he who greets him shares in his evil deeds folks doctrine is very important doctrine matters <laughs> so it goes on this is out of the, uh, the know the word study bible and uh i look at that coming in the flesh it says the words refer to the incarnation the fact that jesus is the god man the humanity of jesus proves it provides a test by which false teachers can be identified the gnostic heresy against which john wrote in first and second john included a denial of the physical body of christ people who deny the physical reality of jesus are not christians but anti-christ right there And it goes verse eight says look to yourselves being seduced by false uh, teachers is one way that christians can lose their reward at the judgment with this in mind john writes that the reason to guard against deceivers is our own desire not to lose our reward at the judgment seat of christ functional lose your salvation but you will lose reward and number nine transgresses This phrase has the strong sense of running too far ahead. Departure from Christ into doctrinal error indicates that a person does not have God. And uh, 10 says this doctrine. Jesus is completely human and completely divine. A Christian should not only refuse to receive false teachers in the sense of supporting them while they visit the community. A Christian should also avoid appearing to endorse their teachings. The proper response to deceivers is to reject them as unbelievers. This shows how serious we should take the scripture and how careful we should be in evaluating the teachings of everyone did you hear that hello you people can't catch god anointed? hello the doctrine i'm gonna read that again jesus is completely human completely divine a christian should not only refuse to receive false teachers any false teachers guys in the sense of supporting them while they visit the community a christian should also avoid appearing not even not even even if you appear to don't even you know my mom always said if it even looks bad don't even do it even if it's not if it even appears to be bad just don't do it you know even if it's not but if if somebody could think something otherwise don't do it my mom always said that's a good way to live anyway um a christian should always avoid appearing to or a christian should also avoid appearing to endorse their teaching the proper response to deceivers is to reject them as unbelievers this shows how seriously we should take the scripture and how careful we should be in evaluating the teachings of everyone so folks oh that is the thing that's the thing and um people don't realize that uh you know they're like well you shouldn't do really because the bible says we should and jude jude was the half-brother of jesus and he talked about he also went on he talked about apostates apostates like andy stanley and those other ones and uh you know he says here it is he goes old and new contend for the faith we're to contend for the faith folks we are to contend for the faith let's just read let's read jude it's only one chapter let's read jude so jude, a bond servant of jesus christ and brother of james to those who are called sanctified by god the father and preserved in jesus christ mercy peace and love be multiplied to you Remember, Jude is the half brother of Jesus. Contend for the faith, beloved. While I was very diligent to write to you concerning our common salvation, I find I found it necessary to write to you, exhorting you to contend earnestly for the faith which was once for all delivered to the saints for certain men have crept in unnoticed who long ago were marked out for this condemnation Ungodly men who turn the grace of our God into lewdness and deny the only Lord God and our Lord Jesus Christ old and new apostates. He goes on to say chapter five, but I want to remind you though you once knew this, that the Lord having saved the people out of the land of Egypt, afterwards destroyed those who did not believe in the angels who did not keep their proper domain but left their own abode he has reserved in everlasting chains under darkness for the judgment of the great day as sodom and gomorrah and the cities. uh around them in a similar manner to these having given themselves over to sexual immorality and gone after strange flesh are set forth as an example suffering the vengeance of eternal fire likewise also these dreamers defile the flesh reject authority and speak evil of dignitaries yet michael the archangel in contending with the devil when he disputed about the body of moses dared not bring against him a reviling accusation but said the Lord rebuke you, rebuke you, but these speak, but these speak evil of whatever they do not know, and whatever they know naturally like brute beasts in these things they corrupt themselves, Woe to them, for they have gone in the way of Cain, have run greedily in the error of Balaam for profit, and perish in the rebellion of Korah, apostate, depraved, and doomed these are spots in your love feast while they feast with you without fear serving only themselves they are clouds without water carried about by the winds late autumn trees without fruit twice dead pulled up by the roots raging waves of the sea foaming up their own shame wandering stars for whom is reserved the blackness of darkness forever because if you wonder where uh justin peters gets that cloud without water service series that's where he gets it from anyway going on uh, verse 14 goes on now enoch the seventh from adam prophesied about these men also saying behold the lord comes with ten thousand of his saints to execute judgment on all to convict All who are ungodly among them of all their ungodly deeds which they have committed in an ungodly way, and of all the harsh things which ungodly sinners have spoken against him, which is against God, against Jesus, apostates predicted. These are grumblers, complainers, walking according to their own lust, and they and they and they mouth great swelling words, flattering people to gain advantage. But you, beloved, remember the words which were spoken before by the apostle apostles of our Lord Jesus Christ, how they told you. That there would be mockers in the last time who would walk according to their own ungodly lust. These are sensual persons who cause divisions, not having the Spirit, which is the Spirit of God or the Holy Spirit. He's all to say, maintain your life with God. But you, beloved, building yourselves up on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit, keep yourselves in the love of God, looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ unto eternal life. And on some have compassion, making distinction, but others save with fear, pulling them out of the fire, hating even the garment defiled by the flesh. Glory to God. Now to him who is able to keep you from stumbling and to present you faultless before the presence of his glory, with exceeding joy to God, our Savior, who alone is wise, be glory and majesty, dominion and power, both now and forever. Amen. And so that right there is a great exhortation. And it comes right before the book of Revelation. And one thing that I absolutely love about the book of Revelation is the only book in the Bible that's going to bless you for hearing, reading and um, obeying. And so let's just read this the first chapter just because i just love the word of god and i hope you guys do too and so let's just read that so introduction and benediction the revelation of jesus christ which god gave him to show his servants things which must shortly take place people like you can understand the word of god. well, revelation is too hard nobody really knows we're well, right there it just said jesus just said Things which must, he goes, the revelation of Jesus Christ, which God gave him to show his servants, that's us, we're his servants, things which must shortly take place. And he sent and signified it by his angel to his servant John, who bore witness to the word of God and to the testimony of Jesus Christ to all things that he saw. Blessed is he who reads in those who hear the words of this prophecy and keep those things which are written in it for the time is near folks there you have it the seven churches my favorite part is i am the alpha and the omega the beginning and the end says the lord who is and who was and who is to come the almighty folks it's one good thing we know right there his jesus christ is he's coming back he's the almighty and he is victorious and the great thing is we are victorious in him he has done all of the work and he is seated at the right hand of the throne of god because he finished it it's finished and so what are we to do guys what are we to do we are to get out there and tell the world about the lord jesus christ and so um, i was thinking today and uh before i looked into this and started reading about the you know the apostates and all of this stuff i was thinking today i was like you know God's going to come back and Jesus is the seven year tribulation. And, uh, you know, he's going kind to of victorious. We're all coming back on, you know, and then the millennium, the millennial kingdom. And so Satan will be locked away during the millennial kingdom. And Jesus Christ will be ruling and reigning in Jerusalem with a rod of iron. He's going to be here on earth. And so you folks, all of us out there right now, today who are born again, born again, bible believing christians we are born again believers in jesus christ we will have a job to do we were going to be we'll be rulers and we'll be helping jesus you know we'll be doing these things and cities we'll all have a job to do it's not like we'll be on a cloud playing a harp no so, <laughs> anyway so you know this is fantastic right oh and i was thinking you know because when i sin it just breaks my heart you know and and you know i have a redhead i've always had a temper and um you know always i've always fought against that but the older i get the less of a temper that i have you know but that's not to say i don't mess up i you know traffic woo, hello um anyway and so uh we're on hold for a long time oh my goodness gracious you know it's ah press one for this press two for that i'm like just just and then they have to read the menu so slow if you would like to blah 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 and then they have to give their whole COVID speech blah blah like oh my goodness gracious just, just give me a minute press one for this press two for that just speak up a little faster hello i'm from texas we're kind of slow but don't no, speak a little faster <laughs> anyway just just annoys me right but i was sitting here thinking and I, and i was i was praying to the lord i was having you know my fellowship and uh my you know because jesus you know, we're supposed to have a relationship with jesus christ he's not just you know he's he's a friend that's sits closer than a brother he can tell him anything i talk to him all day so anyway, i was sitting here thinking how how is in the statesmen will be locked away? These are the tribulation saints who have survived through the tribulation, right? yes there will be ones that survive here on earth, and so then they will be ushered into the millennial kingdom, and then they're going to have kids, and then you know those kids are going to have kids, and all this for a thousand years. There will still be people. There will still be not the saints, but their children. There will still be people who will deny Jesus Christ, who. for whatever reason pride or whatever will still sin against christ and in the end they will still come against the lord jesus and the like they're gonna win and i was sitting here thinking like you know here we have history right you know we'll talk about the history you know like hey the holocaust and you know we have history of course it's erasing history the more you think about it but we can still say hey you know, back in the 1920s back in the 1800s back in the whatever you know and then with jesus and all this stuff you know we go back all the way to moses and so you can talk about all these things right in history in the millennial kingdom or aren't, aren't they going to have all this history you know then the seven-year tribulation and then god came and then jesus like spoke it, you know boom like destroyed like i'm thinking like won't that be part of history their history won't they learn that you can you can actually go up and see jesus in jerusalem um and yet and yet people will reject him out of pride, out of I don't know what, but they still will reject him and they will still come against Christ and then because you're gonna let Satan out, you know, and they will still come against him like they have a chance in hell. It's like I was just saying you have no like a snowball's chance in hell. <laughs> That's about what you got, buddy. But it just it just blows my mind. It just it just I I can't fathom that. I can't fathom it. I just can't. I don't understand it. I can't imagine that happening, but it will because God gives us all a a free choice. So you have a free choice. And that's another reason why I'm against Calvinism. You know, I'm just like, eh, you know, I know God knows what we're going to choose, but I don't think he made us his robots. Like, okay, I'm going to choose her to go to hell. and I'm going to choose her to go to heaven. I'm going to choose him to go to hell and I'm going to choose him to go to heaven. I don't think God did that. God gave us free will. It actually says he gave us free will. He doesn't want anybody to perish. He says, I want none to perish. I want all to come to repentance. You know, all come to my son, Jesus Christ. And so that right there, that right there to me, this says Calvinism is a no-no. You know, this kind of defutes it right there. Just nope, you know, uh, refutes it. But anyhow whatever i mean i'm not saying they're wrong who knows they could be right i mean i don't know but to me i just think like, i don't think god did that he knows what we're going to choose when he formed us in the world. he knew from the foundation of the world what we would choose because he knows he's god he knows everything but i don't think that he chose that for us you know what i mean i don't know i don't know i'd hear your comments though um you uh, guys i really do I, I love to hear from you guys and you guys write in us I, I love to hear from y'all i really do uh and there's a but i'm praying for several of you guys and, and family members and husbands and that kind of thing and uh you know there's so much going on in in the world and i'll probably do like a an update here i've been yammering for an hour my goodness gracious <laughs> but uh i'll probably do like a, a a headlines update probably in the morning um but i did, they were gonna do the testing today um they didn't get around to it they didn't have the anecdote or they didn't have the whatever so um if I was allergic to it then yeah, they would've <laughs> they wouldn't have had anything to help me with. So I have to come back in, tomorrow morning at eight and uh do that. So they're gonna do uh just some test uh to see um if I can have penicillin because there's uh, I can't really do any antibiotics and so um but it don't take any early any and so they're gonna do um penicillin testing on me tomorrow and so I'll get to see if I can have uh penicillin for any time I ever, ever get sick or whatever. So if y'all would be in prayer for that it'd be great um i will let you guys know also um because you know I, I love all of y'all and uh you know we we just got to build our family you know in christians and so um they are they did some tests um on my liver my pancreas uh see my liver my pancreas and uh my kidney and my gallbladder and so i've had a lot of issues and i uh for you know i think since covid and so anyway i didn't i did not take the jab (laughs) didn't take the jab i got the good old-fashioned covid (laughs) in 2020 (laughs) Uh, but uh anyway so they're doing some tests and i'm you know but uh i believe in the power of prayer i believe in christ and he you know he's our healer and he is our, our our great physician and um you know his grace and mercy sustains me every day and i'm so thankful for that so whatever his will is i am i am good with that um because i think of job and uh you know and satan wanted to come against Job, he had to ask god's permission and so i look at it like that i'm like you know whatever happens to me god had to give permission so whatever it is may it bring glory to christ and so i was able to bring glory to god and the apostle paul he had a thorn in his side too and he prayed three times for god to remove it and God didn't. And so uh kept him humble and it kept him, you know. And so i look at these things as well. And I'm like, you know, whatever, whatever, the, you know, whatever God's will is, if he's will to heal me, then amen. Thank you, Jesus. And if not, then he will sustain me. His grace and mercy will sustain me. And he has always provided for me. And he's, you know, he's always been with me. He's never let me down. <laughs> it's a good thing about him. he'll never leave you nor forsake you. And so it is such a blessing uh, to serve a mighty awesome God that we do. A very compassionate, long suffering, oh Father is just our Heavenly Father is just Oh, I tell you, his grace and mercy abound. And so and Lord Jesus, what a mighty awesome God we served. You know? And we think about these things and we, you know, we pray for our lost loved ones and we pray for the world. We pray for those who we know are are perishing or just are just being drugged down and it's so um, so disheartening it's so disheartening and uh, that's the thing we you know we look at this world today and it is so filthy it is filthy it is sick it is culturally uh, successful and evil and wickedness and I think of the days of Noah and I think back then I wonder I ask myself today and I think about it are we worse than the days of Noah? Are we that bad? Are we worse? I think we are. I mean, I couldn't imagine it being any worse than it is now. You know, I think of Sodom and Gomorrah, but was the whole world like Sodom and Gomorrah at that time? You know, our whole world seems to be like Sodom and Gomorrah and even worse. Um, But, you know, and I, I, I think to myself, like it, it's so hard for me um. You know, because I think, gosh, it's so hard to live in this world. It's so hard because of how um, culturally immoral the entire world and evil is just prevalent. And then I thought, I thought about that from my perspective. And I was like, you know, we serve a holy, 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 righteous God, a holy, righteous God. And he has to look upon this wickedness. And I thought, whoa, <laughs> whoa. Woe is me, you know, and uh, wow, folks. And I wonder how much more God can take. I wonder how much more He will allow this wickedness to go on before He says enough is enough and sends Jesus to take us home. And then, boom, the seven years tribulation begins. And uh, I just, you know, that just tells you right there how long suffering He is. How he doesn't want any to perish. When we look at this world, it's like me and be like zap, you know, but God is so long suffering. And so keep praying for those ones that you love that are lost. Keep praying for your community. Keep praying uh, for your country, wherever you guys may be listening from. Uh, Keep praying. Keep praying because the only one that can change things is God and kind of like Spencer Smith says, do we want a revival? Absolutely, absolutely we want a revival. I mean, we I would like to see America repent on their knees. We all need to. I would love to see, you know, people just repent of their sin and come to Christ like by the millions all across the world. You know, with the Holy Spirit just, you know, pour out upon the world. I mean, that would be... Oh, that would be fantastic. You because know, God doesn't want anybody to go to hell. We don't, you know, I don't want anybody to go to hell. I don't. Except for Hitler. And so, you know, I hope, them, hope he burns in the deepest parts of hell. There's several other ones that are just as wicked or maybe more wicked that we just didn't know about. Anyway, but aren't you glad that uh, that's not our choice? That's not our choice. And so... But we should be praying in prayer for those, especially in our, all of our governments. You know, we should pray for our leaders, no matter how wretched and wicked that they are. We need to pray. We need to pray that um, they would turn to Christ and they would seek forgiveness and that God would do a work in their lives. And um, that's the thing. If you haven't watched Jack Hibbs update on Wednesday, that was a really good one. Go check out Jack Hibbs, Athie Creek, Pastor uh, Brett Meter, lots of good stuff out there. Spencer Smith did a great update um on the uh on the asbury ashbury whatever that is uh revival and um so much going on in the world today um but i've been on here about an hour just about an hour and so i'm going to go ahead and uh, cut this tonight and uh you know i, I just felt this on my heart heavily, heavily to just get it out there and um one last thing before i get off here one last thing just looked at it right here um, the time is near. This is Revelation uh, chapter 22, um, beginning in verse six. The time is near. And it says, then he said to me, these words are faithful and true. And the Lord God of the holy prophet sent his angel to show his servants the things which must shortly take place. Seven chapter uh verse 7 behold i am coming quickly blessed is he who keeps the words of the prophecy of this book now i john saw and heard these things and when i heard and saw i fell down to worship before the feet of the angel who showed me these things then he said to me see that you do not do that for i am your fellow servant and of your brethren the prophets and of those who who keep the words of this book worship god and he said to me do not seal the words of the prophecy of this book for the time is at hand he who is unjust let him be unjust still he who is filthy let him be filthy still he who is righteous let him be righteous still he who is holy let him be holy still it says jesus testifies to the churches And he says, and behold, I am coming quickly and my reward is with me to give to everyone according to his work. I am the alpha and the omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last. Blessed are those who do his com. Blessed are those who do his commandments that they may have the right to the tree of life and may enter through the gates into the city. But outside are dogs and sorcerers and sexually immoral and murderers and idolaters and everyone who loves and practices a lie. I, Jesus, have sent my angel to testify to you these things in the churches. I am the root and the offspring of David, the bright and morning star. And the spirit of the bride say, come, and let him who hears say, come, and let him who thirsts come. Whoever desires, let him take the water of life freely. For I testify to everyone who hears the words of the prophecy of this book, if anyone adds to these things, God will add to him the plagues that are written in this book. And if anyone takes away from the words of the book, Uh, of this prophecy god shall take away his part from the book of life from the holy city and from the things which are written in this book i am coming quickly he who testifies to these things says surely i am coming quickly even so or amen even so come lord jesus the grace of our lord jesus christ be with you all amen Folks, it's a good way to end. It's a good way to end this. But you think of the cat curs, and you think of the Kenneth Copelands and you think of all these wicked, wicked, wicked people out there that call themselves pastors. I'm going to tell you a big hint. And the Paula Whites of this world. Let me tell you a big hint. Joyce Myers. Let me tell you a big hint. <laughs> Beth Moores. There are no women pastors. They may claim to be a pastor, but they are not. And if they are, then you know they are a false prophet because the Bible says there are no women pastors. Anyway right there ought to tell you Cheek, get away get away <laughs> anyway but i like the warning because i like that it says for i testify to everyone who hears the words of the prophecy of this book if anyone adds to these things god will add to him the plagues that are written in this book what do you think these folks are doing god told me to tell you and god said this and god came down and told me this and jesus stood at the foot of my bed and told me all of this what do you think that is that is adding to the adding to the bible and god is specifically clear right there jesus just told us what would happen uh don't don't fall for those folks don't fall for it but anyway guys I, I hope this was a blessing to you guys it sure was a blessing to me cuz i love the word of god and sometimes you know life gets in the way and we just you know we take a step back and we don't stay in the word like we should and uh, sometimes it's just nice to take a moment and just get into the word of God. It's our food. It's our, you know, it's our life. And uh, anyway, I hope this was a blessing. I hope it was an encouragement. And uh, I am doing some research, folks. Um, and uh, I, I, I sure do appreciate you guys' emails and, and messages. And it's just very, I, I, I'm so humbled, you guys. You have no idea. Um, the words that you guys say are so, are so kind and just, I, you know, sometimes I just want to not do this anymore. And then all of a sudden I'll open up my email or something and I'm like, oh, man. <laughs> so uh, you guys are such a blessing. And I am so thankful for all of you guys. And uh, I hope you all know that. And anyway, um, uh, if you guys wanted to shoot me an email, you know, it's uh, you can give me a Bible prophecy. Then before today at com or Heather at Bible prophecy for Uh, today.com so anyway shoot me an email or find me on facebook um i am on youtube now i'm getting some channel i'm gonna try to do uh, a a youtube video every week i'm gonna try to get one up every week and uh, do my best to do that and anyway just on you know biblical themes you know like apostasy false prophets yeah that's that's so on my heart because it it is so um important because people's lives, eternal lives are at stake. They are at stake. And so if you follow a false prophet, you are following a false Jesus. You will go to hell. And I think that that is pretty dadgum important. You know, we say dadgum here in Texas. <laughs> I think that's pretty important. That's very important. The apostle Paul said it was important. Jesus said it was important. John said it was important we just here. John, Jude, all of them. They said, Hey, and James, It's very important. And um, more pastors, more teachers need to call out false prophets for who they are. And uh, oh, I did one on Stephen Furtick, too. That's still on my Rumble channel, by the way. I'll try to get that uploaded to to, um, uh, YouTube. And uh, I may try to download the MP3 and just kind of play it on the podcast as well. But there's so many of them out there. And you'll be led astray so easily, so seductive Seductively, they, you know, snuck into churches. They just go blaring in and just spewing their false doctrine. And people are like, oh, that's false, you know. No, they seductively snuck in and crept in and, you know, introduced it. And it's kind of easy, a little leaven, leavens the whole lump. And that's what they did. Anyway, Just that's that's the big thing on my heart. That's just, that's why I started uh, this whatever podcast minute whatever you want to call this this Well, why i started doing what i do writing the books and started i was just on my heart's been on my heart for years um but i just you know didn't have an outlet <laughs> until just so recently thank god for social media um and anyway but uh anyway i just i just prayed that um you know that this is that this is a blessing these folks and it's an encouragement and um that you know we can all grow in the Lord and just grow closer to the Lord and just have that hunger for his word and just, you know, just want that relationship with him. And uh, anyway, with that, guys, like we say in Texas, I got to say bye a couple times. (laughs) Anyway, with that, I really am going to get off of here. And um, I thank you guys so much for listening. And and, uh, anyway, I, I, I do appreciate it. And uh, may God bless each and every one of you. And uh, until next time, uh, get in the Word of God. We'll let the Word of God get into you. And Maranatha, Lord Jesus, Maranatha.